The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to the Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. there everybody and welcome back to a brand new edition of on to the next one yes the matchmaking crowns are back on following a i don't know we were talking a little bit off here about this i'll just go with non-memorable bad luckish ufc vegas 63 events but i am mike heck and joining me as always is a man who holds lots of titles his resume is full of greatness but no title more important at least to me, than being my best friend, Mr. Alexander K. Lee. Hello, AK. Uh, my best friend, yeah. No matter what happens, no matter what, you know, the quality of the cards that we end up getting every weekend, uh, where it's, what's important is that is that you and I are together and we do the show and we do it for the listeners. Uh, we love all of you guys out there as well. Uh, I did not think Saturday's card was that bad. I thought, I think my gymnastics score, I said like seven, 7.5 i think it's actually fairly accurate but it had it actually went like it, it went the opposite of the way i expected i thought it'd be like kind of a mediocre uh undercard and like a super and like a main event that would be really good that would like carry the whole thing instead of course we had disappointment in the main event with a very unfortunate calvin cater injury and a, an undercard which i thought was like okay i thought like it had memorable moments at least it's one of those ones where i think if you take the highlights of it you'll it'll look better than it was um, you know, we had one one fight of the night worthy fight, which did not win the bonus, but in round three, Jacoby. Uh, I thought Trish and Gore's finish was super cool. That's that's again, we talk about highlight reels. There you go. You're going to be seeing that clip as, as long as Gore is in the UFC, you'll be seeing that power guillotine choke out uh, for the rest of time. So that that was good stuff. Um, there was yeah, some of the finishes were the result of I don't want to say mismatches, but like you know, 
maybe some fighters that aren't quite quite in the UFC. Like you could have seen this on an LFA show or CFFC show or Cage Fury. You know what I mean? Um, CFFC and Cage Fury is the same thing. What am I thinking of? No, they're not the same thing. They're not the same thing. What's CFFC? Cage Fury Fighting Championships. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cage Warriors is the UK Cage promotion. Warriors, yeah, promotion. Yeah, I, mean, I, I meant Cage Warriors. Yeah, Cage Warriors, which I would still say is maybe a no- honestly is a notch above some of the some of the, a lot of the fighters there. Probably a notch above some of the fighters we saw today. No disrespect. I think some of these guys can bounce back, but I think anyone who watched Saturday's card will know what I mean. Um, you got some exciting finishes, but again, this is re- some of this is regional level stuff. You want to see these kind of finishes? Tune into any you know fight pass car. Tune into any so a lot of free YouTube shows from like Kazakhstan, and you'll see just exciting finishes. So you know they're not necessarily a good gauge of the quality of a card, but I I, I did not think the card was that bad. It just I mean UFC 280 was impossible to try to reach expectations. I think with all the build and this one was just I don't know. It was just you were asking a lot coming out of that event and having it on the same night as a ton of boxing fights. Jake Paul, Anderson Silva, all that. It was like, it was just really tough for it. This was a, this is an early Manhattan Center edition of Monday Night Raw to me. This is like 1995 Monday Night Raw where you had some names, you had a lot of squash matches. Maybe it wasn't intended to be that way. You had some competitive bouts and yeah, that's how it was kind of mixed and matched. So yeah, it was I, I watched Raw in 95. I didn't really miss an episode in the mid to late 90s. And just like I wouldn't miss this card. But will I go back and ever watch this card again? Probably not. Uh, will I watch the highlight reel of Trajan Gore's finish? Sure. Maybe I'll go back and watch Roundtree Jacoby a second time. But I probably won't. But this show sort of gauges how I feel a card went. Because if I'm like enthralled about the matchmaking and I'm like, ooh, this could be really interesting... Then I'm like, all right, this card was very solid, but there's we're chucking darts for a lot of these, AK. We're just we're, we're just chucking darts, and we're just gonna land on some fun stuff. But for the most part, we're just firing these things at the wall, and hopefully it lands on a on a fun matchup. Yeah, my my first two picks, which we'll get to, I thought were actually pretty easy, and then after that, it just completely falls apart. After that, as you said, chucking darts. I'm looking at my rankings, pretty much just going like who's within one, two, or three spots <laughs> of the fighter in question. Uh, you know, does this person have a fight book? That's it. So, didn't take long. Uh, I have not. I've yet to kind of fully browse through our listener picks. I know I, I got a few suggestions. So maybe maybe our our peoples have some gems that we didn't think about, Mike. That's why we do the listener picks. But uh, I will say for myself, I don't know if there's any matchup that came out of this that I'm like super jazzed about but especially with the main with the way the main event went i don't know where you landed on this uh i mean there's only a handful of names but i don't I don't think any of them like for me in my mind are weighted much more heavily than than uh than any others yeah th- i mean this is the easiest thing on the card and it's not like otnoe because it's gonna take maybe more than one phone call to get this done but uh so let's just get into the main event it was starting to get going. It was starting to get fun until the unfortunate injury to Calvin Cater led to, I mean, just another tough ending to a big time featherweight fight. Arnold Allen gets the win. He had a, a very good first round. He was probably on his way to winning that round even before the injury happened. Fight starts back up in the second round. Cater looked like he was walking around all right. I was like, all right, maybe this wasn't as bad as we thought. And then. Allen lands a kick to the left calf of Calvin Cater. 
Cater steps back on the injured right knee and just goes down in a heap. And Allen gets the biggest win of his career in a way that nobody wanted, Allen included. So, AK, I feel like this division might be cursed, at least for the time being. But this result, no matter how you slice it, potentially could lead to a title fight. Just not a real title fight, an interim title fight, couldn't it? Like... What do you think? That was like my one thought coming out of this, but how do we do this? I, I think you have to do, <clears throat> excuse me. I think you have to do interim at this point. Uh, yes, Saturday's result all but guaranteed that the UFC is going to do everything in its power to book uh, Alexander Volkanovsky's next fight at 155 pounds against Islam Makachev at UFC 284 in Perth. Um, I think even the staunchest advocate for the featherweight division, you know, for people who want to see like Volkanovsky rack up a few more title defenses there before you know going for that champ champ status again at this point how can you make a strong case for any of the 145 pound contenders to have that to be a more intriguing fight than islam makachev it's just not and this has come from me who is who i said as of a week ago i was like i want to see benil dariush get that lightweight title shot and i want to see um volkanovsky fight one of these guys uh you know yair rodriguez arnold allen josh emmett whoever calvin cater in Perth, so again, sort of a favorable matchup for him to put on a show, but it's a really tough sell now. And these guys just that are just below him and below Max um, are they have to resolve it in some way in the cage, I think. Uh, so I still, even though I'm still holding out hope that not holding out hope, but I still think there's a chance that uh, the Makachev fight doesn't happen. I don't think it's Arnold Allen that is going to get that Perth spot um, if it becomes a, a featherweight title shot. So, um, Oh, before I say I pick one more thing, Mike, you know, again, you had said on on uh, multiple times and Volkanovsky had said that no one had stepped up and gosh, this was supposed to be that moment. You know, one of these guys could have really made a statement. And uh, I, I think even if you thought, yes, this was trending towards an Arnold Allen win, the way it ends is just so unsatisfying. And he's got what now? Ten straight. Yeah. Ten and oh, ten and oh in the UFC. Ten straight at 145 pounds. Twelve straight. Uh, if you include the two fights before the UFC. Uh, two wins. So I landed on, I guess you got to do Josh Emmett. I think you got to do him and Josh Emmett. Throw the interim title on there. Again, I guess the other option is a year. Or Mike, I don't know if you if you came up with someone else. Yeah, we, we laid this out on the post-fight show. If I Here's what I think the war room conversation will be like. I think the UFC is going to put two names on the board. It's going to be Arnold Allen and Yair Rodriguez. And I think in any scenario here, because of the win streak and regardless of the result and how Allen beat Calvin Cater, he should be one half of this interim title fight. To me, he's the guy he has to be there. So while he may not have accomplished everything he wanted to, he becomes one half of this fight no matter what, as long as he's not injured or anything really happened. But maybe that's like the blessing that comes out of this is that Arnold Allen didn't break his hand or anything crazy happened. Maybe he could turn around four or five months, fight for an interim title. So to me, I think they're going to give Yair's people a call. And if Yair continues to do Yair things and be just really stubborn, which, by the way, if he chooses to do that, fine. But if he does, they're going to move on without him. And he's not, he's Cejudo-ish in a way where he's just not such a big star. The UFC is going to be like, please, please, please fight. They're not going to do that. So Josh Emmett becomes... The next guy in line, you do it in the UK when they go back, and this can be the second title fight under the Leon Edwards, Kamar Usman, welterweight championship trilogy fight. 
that's where I'm at with this. Like it's it's one of those two guys. It has to be for an interim title. And I'll just get this out of the way. We're not gonna match make for Calvin Cater. I know some of the listeners threw some ideas out there. One in particular stood out and it actually makes sense, but we're just not gonna do it because we just don't know the extent of the injury. I did speak to some people close to Calvin last night. Mentally, they're just crushed by this result. Physically, we just aren't going to know any answers for a few days because it's not like they went to the hospital and they just did the MRI right there. They're going to go back to Massachusetts. Then they'll get the MRI and then we'll get the extent of it because he could be out for six months. He could be out for two years. We just don't know. There's too many unknowns. But uh, obviously, AK, we wish the Boston finisher the best in his recovery and we, we hope to see him back fighting when he's 100%. That was a bummer, man. That was a bummer. You could you could see the heartbreak, man. I mean, this is this is again. Uh, we've talked about it. Cater has fought. You know, people can look at his record. It's like his UFC record. It looks like a pedestrian, like seven and five. You see who he's fought. You see who he's gone five rounds with. Uh, this is his third, uh, his fifth straight fight. Excuse me. That was scheduled to go five rounds. Uh, the last four all went the distance. And again, Josh Emmett could have gone out of their way. Max Holloway, yes, one sided. But look how he bounced back against Giga. A great win against Danny Gay with another five rounder. He's just, it's all ranked guys going back to like Ricardo Lamas for like 29, for the last three years, three plus years, it's nothing but ranked guys, nothing but top 15 guys, top five, top 10. So it sucks because even though, what again, whatever his record is, he's not on a win streak like Arnold Allen, he would have taken, kind of taken Arnold Allen's like momentum and sort of cemented himself as like a guy who just, who just deserves a title shot. We, we know he's good enough to fight for a world title. You know, he hasn't had that crazy four five six fight win streak in the ufc but we know he's gonna if you watch calvin cater fight this is a guy who you could you could put in a title fight and nobody would bat an eye but now like you said we have this recovery time who knows how long it'll be and then he has to who knows what the division will look like i have to battle his way up all over again but uh yeah it does look like we're headed to, towards uh, interim city mike um i like Emmett a little more i think yair might be able to sit out his way into a title shot if the Makachev fight, for whatever reason, uh, uh, let's say Makachev has to pull out of that fight, um, injury or something. I feel like Yair would would still be the first one they call. No, they're going to do... You don't inter- think so? No, they'll do an interim title fight with Volk versus Benil Dariush. That's oh, I would, love, I would love that. Benil's going to do everything in his power to be the backup on that card. I know, like, but he I should. This is why I just give him a fight. I don't think he's getting that. I like I like that idea. I don't think he's getting a title shot. I think I think they would let Volkanovski defend his title against Yair. I think that's how Yair gets a shot. But that's only again if Makachev can't make it for some reason. Yeah, and it would have to be with like lots of notice. Yeah, like keep sitting months. out, Yair. Yair, keep sitting sitting out. That's what I'm saying. You're politicking your way to a, to an undisputed title shot. Uh, you're 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 above. If you th- if you think you're above this interim stuff, I I support it. I applaud it. I applaud that kind of thinking. My my. Before we move on to the penultimate fight, my first thought after the ending of this card was, I hope you guys all enjoy enjoyed the title defenses of Alexander Volkanovsky this year because they were two of the all time best title defending performances in the history of the UFC. Two perfect games against Korean Zombie, the Max Holloway win. Like is just at first I thought Zombies was the Zombie performance is better. But the Holloway one just continues to age even more gracefully. And that's saying a lot because I was so high on that performance. But to me, I was like, you know what? That win over Max Holloway, with with the way this all played out on Saturday, that might be the last time he fights at 145. That could be it. 
Because if he beats his, if he somehow slays the dragon and beats Islam Makachev, he's not coming back. Why would he? He's doing this to chase greatness. And once you chase greatness, it's all about getting the big bag. And there ain't no big bags at 145 for Alexander Volkanovsky right now. There just ain't. There's nothing there for him that's as bigger than fighting a Michael Chandler or a Dustin Poirier or any of these other dudes at 155 pounds. If we the the featherweight run of Alexander Volkanovsky, and we're asking a lot here because it's gonna be very tough to beat Islam Makachev. But if he does, I don't think he's fighting again. I don't think he's fighting at 145 anymore. And that's it. So I hope you enjoy those things because if Volk becomes a lightweight champion, I don't think he's fighting again at featherweight. What a shame we lost as a B-Day. Oh, I know, so right? Be, I mean, I, th- I think Volkanovski beats him anyway. But, I mean, I think that's the what, what an intriguing, sellable fight that would have been by the, by this point. I think Zabit might have probably scored a couple more big wins or something. And, boy, it would, it would have been really intriguing. But, yeah, it's, 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 it's a shame we lost that one. Yeah, he has challengers. I, I will say, I mean, obviously I'm picking in advance. Uh, the fight's not even official yet. But I am picking Makachev to win. So, Volkanovski fans, Volkanovski featherweight fans, uh, don't worry. I think he will lose and come back to 145. But I also think, Mike, that you're right, that if he goes up to 155, I don't know what the incentive is to ever drop down again. Yeah, he already did an interview with our buddies over at Submission Radio, and he was like, hey, Benil, don't worry about it, because as soon as I win the belt, I'm going to turn right back around and defend it yep. against you. I'm like, yeah. oh, man, he's already he's already throwing the featherweight title in, into FedEx and overnighting it back to the UFC Las Vegas offices. But mm-hmm. let's move to Max Griffin. He wins a split decision against Tim Means, which that scorecard in favor of Tim Means was just awful. It was really, really bad. And Tim knew it. (laughs) Tim knew it. It was probably, it was, it might have been the worst scorecard of the night. I think it was probably the second worst scorecard of the night, like individually for the judges. But uh, to be clear, Max wins the penultimate fight. So again, we're, we're getting into dart chucking territory, but I'm going Chaos Williams. I, I think this is that's just a fun fight. Let's just do it. I think it lines up nicely. What do you, what do you, what do you think for Max's next move? Where is Chaos Williams? When did he most recently fight? He fought in uh, May. Okay. Oh, Randy Brown split decision. Okay. Uh, apologies to the listeners, but there's just so many fights. I I really cannot pull. I'm not Jose Youngs. I cannot pull these things off the top of my dome. I I for some reason has he never fought Nico? How has he never fought Nico Price? Has this just come up on – why does this sound so familiar to me? I Am am I having a uh, a Mandela effect moment where I thought he fought – because my pick is Nico Price just because uh, whether he – win, lose, or draw. I don't care what happens. Phil Rowe. He's fighting Phil Rowe, UFC Orlando. Uh, I don't care if Nico wins, loses, or whatever, however that fight goes, as long as he's not injured. For some reason, I need to see him fight Max Griffin. I just kept thinking this already happened or had been booked. I feel like they, in my mind, like, I'm like, I don't know why when I was thinking this fight, I'm like, I need a trilogy between these two. And it's like, <laughs> they've never even fought before. Maybe I'm getting them mixed up for each other for some reason. Maybe they have a lot of shared opponents, but perhaps, perhaps that it, maybe that's, that's why. Maybe they've just been in the same social circle, as it were, in the octagon, uh, or the social octagon, excuse me. And, uh, and have never, just have never crossed paths. That's probably, it's probably shared opponents. So, um, yeah, uh, I don't care whatever happens on, on at UFC Orlando, uh, Nico price, Max Griffin, fun matchup, uh, throw him in there and just get, so I can get this out of my brain and, and make it a reality. Yeah. That's a fine fight. The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. 
Don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And new customers to DraftKings can bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. Let's go to Waldo Cortez Acosta. Contender Series alum picks up a decision win against Jared Vandera. And I know we said this after the most recent Jared Vandera fight, but Jared Vandera, probably not long for this UFC world now. I mean, five straight losses. I just one don't know. and six. One and six of the UFC. I, just he one has, of the. He, he, this I, was a better performance. Like, there yeah. are people on Twitter who thought he might have won the fight. I was not okay. one of those people. But, I mean, just man, like, I, it's. The fight IQ has been abysmal. It's just been so, so bad. And I, I just don't like, he's just a fun loving dude and just wants to get in yeah. scraps, but that ain't going to win your fights, man. And I love dancing. Mike, you know me. I always tell people any chance you have to dance, dance your little heart out. God bless you, Jared Vandera. However, if your job is on the line, your UFC job is on the line, maybe don't be dancing in the third round. You, it, you, 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 there's no way he could be confident that he was up on the scorecards. And again, and again, if he's he's just trying to have a good time and doesn't care and, and is like, oh, whatever, this is the last fight in his contract, I would assume. And he's like, I, I'm just going to go and live my life and go fight for PFL or something or uh, great. But uh, it, it, it was a little strange because I'm like, man, you got to try and get a finish here or something instead of uh, salsa dancing or whatever it was he was doing. So but hey, again, you have MMA supposed to be fun. So Jared Vendera, don't let me stop you. He has to be. I'm going through my own personal records here. The first fighter with a one and six record ever in the ufc i could be wrong i'll do a quick look mike while you give us your your selection here but yeah i don't, I, I don't know ever. i mean we've seen run like bad runs like that but not to like come in and just, oh what? i'm wrong oh what do we got i want you to, I, I think you can guess this i think you can guess this a guy um, who came into the ufc and in seven fights is one and six Oh, there's mo there's multiple. Okay, there's actually wow. I'm so wrong on this. I see. So yeah, this is why I keep my own personal UFC databases. Uh, there are two other fighters. One of them you won't get. It's just it's much three. There's three, three of them. Mike. Three. Okay. One of them is a woman. Uh, she <clears throat> fought in the uh, strawweight division. I want to say where am I here? 
Sorry, sorry, listeners. This is this is off the cuff. I should have done this before the show. Yeah, she fought in the strawweight division. Her opponents include uh, Paige Van Zant, Felice Herrig. Uh, she lost to all these people, by the way. Uh, Alexandra Albu. Her last fight was with Yan Xiaonan. She's from Hawaii. Oh, Rachel Ostovich. No, she didn't have enough fight. I think she went like one and four or something. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, um, this is this is she hasn't fought in a while. Her this last fight must have been with Yan Xiaonan. Must have been like twenty. 15, 24. Curran? Kalen Curran, correct. There you go. That's one. The other two I don't think you would get. I certainly wouldn't. Who are they? Oh, there's three. Okay, well, one of them there's is three a little more. bit old. Oh, that's their overall record. I'm sorry. So, you know what? Maybe I, I, was, I saw Moti Horenstein. Uh, no, that's an overall record of one and six. He did not uh, He did not fight in the UFC that many times. Uh, but yes, there are two more in the UFC. Oh. Oh, actually, oh. there's a big name. There's like, I'm sorry, guys. This, I, I don't know how many. My list is, is so scrambled right now, but uh, there's a bunch more, actually, maybe three or four more. One of them, uh, very easy to get. Uh, how do I, this is almost too easy. It's a, he's a big name. He was a big name at lightweight for a long time. His UFC run was certainly not as successful as his run with his previous promotion. He ended his career oh, at Oh, uh, Will, Will Brooks? No, no. He ended his career at Featherweight. He ended his UFC run at Featherweight. He had two high-profile fights at, I believe, the last two fights were at featherweight. If, there's other clues I give you, but they were just they were just making it so obvious. So, um, so came into the UFC and went one and six in his only seven UFC appearances. His, yes, his only win was in a was against Diego Sanchez. Oh man, it, uh, that fight was an amazingly entertaining fight. I mean, any Diego Sanchez fight is amazingly <laughs> this entertaining. Was, this was one of the better latter-day Diego Sanchez fights. I don't know. Just tell me. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you another clue. You'll get it. He twice he twice fought for the UFC lightweight title. And his last fight was against Arnold Allen. Oh, Dan Hooker. No, Gilbert Melendez. Oh, Gilbert Melendez. Oh, yeah. He was one, one and six. He was one, one and six? Six. Decision losses to all big fights. Eddie Alvarez, Edson Barbosa, Jeremy Stevens, two UFC title fights. So it's kind of deceiving because two of those losses were in title fights. One of them was uh, Benson, his debut, which is a very close fight where some people thought Gil won. Yeah. Uh, the other two are a bit. Oh, wow. Philip Novare. Yeah. One and six. Wow. I think that was, I want to say that was two stints. That can't have been one. That can't have been one run. Uh, Michihiro Omegawa, one and six. I believe that was also two stints. Uh, if you want to correct me, go ahead. That was also two stints. And I think Elvis, Elvis Sinosic was one Elvis and six. Elvis Sinosic, who once fought for the UFC light heavyweight title against Sierra Ortiz. <laughs> one and six, career record eight, 11 and two. So, sorry guys, I didn't mean to take us down that little road there. Uh, but my apologies to Jared Vandera. He's not alone. There's there's actually some good names. He shares a list with Gilbert Melendez, Elvis Sinosic. It's not a bad, Michihiro Omegawa was a good fighter. All right. It's not a bad list. All right, so look, it's it's like I mean, it's not as prestigious as where Brendan Allen sits in the middleweight division, but uh, no, pretty good, pretty (laughs) good, pretty good. I mean, not a terrible place to be, but for WCA, come on down, Pacaporta. I mean, we're just like I said, we're just throwing darts. I was leaning maybe Chris Barnett in this situation, but I decided Uh the New Englander was supposed to fight on UFC 280. He had two different opponents, none of them could make it. Drama everywhere. Especially with his replacement opponent for Hamdi uh, Abdelawab. He ended up getting Slim Trebelsi, which ended up becoming a big story. I'm not going down that road because I'm just going to be angry. <laughs> and I think some people know why. But uh, I'm going with Paco Porta here. 
Yeah, that's a good choice. I saw a lot of listeners send that one in. I'm going with uh, the one man to lose to Jared Vandera. I'll go with Justin Taffa. So they can oh, keep, okay. the, keep, keep the Vandera universe alive. I love it. We mentioned this name a couple of different times, but in terms of stocks rising, Treshawn Gore impressed the hell out of me all week, just with the media day stuff. Josh Fremd, at least how I felt heading into this fight, very solid hand, a guy to sort of keep your eye on at 185. And I think Fremd was expecting Gore to come out and just go bananas with the striking and try to knock his head into the third row. And Gore decided, you know what? We're going to wrestle. We're going to wrestle. I'm going to pick you up and I'm going to put you on your back. And I'm going to try to submit you. And then friend gets back up. And I was like, I even typed in our Slack channel. That just shows how awful my night went with picks and predictions. Gore is donezo. Because he was taking some big deep breaths. And then I turn around and, and Treshawn Gore has the guillotine choke of death on Josh <laughs> Fremd. And Josh Fremd is like a frantic WWE wrestler jumping on the turnbuckles trying to get out of this position, and it just got worse and worse. I thought Treshawn Gore was going to kill Josh Fremd. Like, I really did. This is so gnarly, and Treshawn Gore needed that win badly. And now, AK, he could fight AJ Dobson in a tough versus contender series showdown. Treshawn knocking off a looking for a fight guy. Lost to a contender series guy in his most recent fight. Lost to Brian Battle in the what many people consider to be the official Ultimate Fighter finale fight. Let's see if he can get one back for Team Tough against Team Contender Series. AK? Mike, I hear music. You do? Cue, cue the music. Dun, one, dun, dun, two, dun, dun, dun. three, four. Friends forever. I like it. You went AJ with AJ Dobson. Dobson. I love it. All the way. AJ Dobson all the way. Uh, I'm not super familiar with AJ's like pre-UFC career, but people keep telling me he's, he's supposed to be like a big fight finisher. Uh, just hasn't had a lot of luck in that regard in the UFC so far. Treshawn, as you mentioned, kind of ha- has a lot of hype behind him. Uh, and again, I haven't been super impressed, but I was definitely impressed on Saturday. He took care of business, man. Showed Again, we know he has a lot of potential as a striker, a lot of natural power. But he showed off, man, that a little bit of wrestling, a little bit of submissions, a lot of submission skills, I should say. That was that was a, a hell of a guillotine. Josh Fremd himself is like a pretty decent grappler. So, um, so to score a win like that huge um so yeah treshawn shut me up big time well done sir uh let's go with him and aj and hopefully uh, a, a a big finish for one of these guys yeah josh Fremlin, short notice made his ufc debut against anthony freaking hernandez oh, and tough and he just scrambled and grappled his way into a, a fun compelling fight and treshawn gorge is like uh-uh, we ain't playing that game so great win for him we'll see where treshawn gore goes from here the main card opens ak maybe the thing i would go back and watch again Dustin Jacoby versus Khalil Roundtree. This is a great fight. I actually didn't... I picked Jacoby to win this one by decision. Not a lot, Anybody by decision in this fight was not a very popular choice, but I went Jacoby by decision because I thought he would wrestle a little bit more. I figured if this one stayed on the feet for long stretches of time, it could be a rough night for Dustin. And I thought Dustin Jacoby clearly won the first two rounds. One scorecard in particular, the worst scorecard of, of this fight card was with this fight one judge gave khalil round one i don't hate that scorecard i don't like it but i don't hate it another judge gave khalil roundtree round two and that scorecard is atrocious there's just no world where khalil roundtree won that second round there's just no world where that happened so that kind of killed justin jacoby 
The cards were literally everywhere. I just don't know how you can score that second round for Khalil. I, I, I just, I don't know. Again, not a robbery. Great fight. And Roundtree doesn't want to fight again until he's in the damn video game, AK. But uh, if he gets put in the video game, who should he face? Uh, yeah, Cyber Khalil. I don't know. Uh, so I landed on. Oh well. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll, let me let me talk about the decision a bit first. I'll do a little impromptu robbery review. Uh, I don't plan to do a full write up. I could be wrong. We'll see. We'll see if our editor comes a knocking later today and says, uh, "Man, people, this this Jacoby Round. This is how our editor sounds. Man, if this Jacoby Roundtree, uh, it, it's got everyone. It's buzzing. It's lighting up social media. We need we need to take it to the robbery review lab. Then uh, certainly I will I will gather the team. The team being me. And uh, and put it under the microscope. But I, I thought it was yeah, it was fine. I thought it was a close fight. Um, the first round had a lot of people kind of upset. Uh, like how could that was also around? I saw people on social media saying how can you score for Roundtree? But Roundtree did two smart things. Not two smart things. I don't know if he planned this. He opened the round big and he ended the round big. He landed probably the biggest shot of the of the opening part of the fight and the biggest shot of the last thirty seconds. That light leaves a big impression on the judges. Um, statistically, huge advantage for Jacoby in round one. 34 to 20 significant strikes statistics are not a uh, definitive way of judging a fight by the way i'm just again sort of providing another angle here and even in head strikes uh jacoby had a slight advantage round one 12 to 11 so i i would have thought on my first watch that roundtree won that pretty clearly in head strikes he did not he did not the quality of the head strikes again you could argue khalil's were harder i have no problem with that i i do think he landed maybe the two like two or three biggest shots that round um, but yeah, Jacoby, pretty clear significant strike advantage there. One had the edge in every round. Uh, again, uh, round two, closer on paper than you might think, 39 to 35 Jacoby. But again, I think Jacoby was landing the cleaner shots in round two. Um, so for me, that was a pretty clear Jacoby round. But yeah, I kind of don't hate um, round one and two for round three. I, I would have gone Jacoby, I think round two and three. I was just watching it again today, but I, I, I probably wasn't. Still wasn't paying as close attention as I should have been. Uh, Jacoby, 47 to 30 strike advantage in the last round. So it really came down to power versus accuracy uh, and volume. If you really, really, really thought Roundtree um, was lining the harder shots, you could have given him a couple of rounds. Uh, for me, I thought Jacoby was landing more and was landing hard enough that he should have gotten the decision. But I do not think it's a robbery. Um, but uh, I don't mind the... Um, I don't mind the uproar that much, and I also don't mind the judges' call. So, I'm, I'm all over the place. Mike, I'm a fence sitter when it comes to this. You know I me. Mean? I just want to see people get along. So let's just. This is nowhere near the, uh, the the Yan O'Malley discourse, which is just let us never speak of that fight again until the next time either of these guys fights, because I just, I can't deal with it. Uh, I'll throw it to our, our Jed Mashu first, Mike, for his round tree suggestion. Okay. Um, I know where uh, I know. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah I know where he's going. I'll just read his tweet. He said, "Whatever your thoughts on the decision, I think we can all agree." Khalil Roundtree versus Alex Pereira next after Paris. Tell a shot, of course. Let's see if he can keep the Glory Killer streak going. That's right. He is now three and zero against Glory former Glory kickboxers in the UFC. Uh, he also beat Gokan Saki and Carl Roberson. So it's a weird, quirky stat. And now, uh, so now Justin Jacoby as well. Um, Weird, quirky stat. It would be funny to see him matched up with Pereira at some point. Uh, and Pereira very likely will move up to light heavyweight later in his career. Uh, so, yeah, let's let's. I like that from Jed. I went with. Uh, I'm doubling up on a prediction from my from you from my from. Ugh, excuse me, uh, a recent card. I said, I said Dominic Reyes should fight Alonzo Menafield after he beats Ryan Spann. So using that logic, I'm taking Ryan Spann out of that fight. And after he loses to Reyes, 
UFC 281, November 12th. He fights Roundtree. So this could be a Friends Forever, but it's not officially a Friends Forever. Because okay. I went more non-prediction-y. Right. It's the loser of Reyes span. Okay. That's that's the one. So if Ryan's, if Dominic Reyes wins on November 12th at UFC 281, we will come on the live show and we will unleash a potentially delayed Friends Forever. Absolutely, yeah. Um, but that fight's happening in less than two weeks. The timing works out. I thought Dominic Reyes, Dustin Jacoby was the fight to make in the first place. And now Khalil beats Dustin Jacoby. I don't think he's, I don't want to see him in there with Dominic Reyes. If Dominic Reyes comes back after everything he's gone through and beats Ryan Spann, to throw him in there with Khalil Roundtree is almost borderline criminal, if we're being honest. So, um, yeah. But if he loses, that makes sense. So let's head to the wild card round, AK. We had a nice tight 11 fights here, so not a ton of options to choose from. But we did have a bunch of finishes. We did have some some solid performances. We had a bunch of bo- uh, performance bonuses coming from the prelims. The wild card round. One fighter we have not match made for yet. It will do so now. Who's your wild card pick? I, I just I landed on like Mark, you know, Marcos Rogerio de Lima. Uh, that was a pretty depressed that 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 outcome was almost sadder to me than the uh, Jake Paul Anderson Silva outcome. Uh, Jake Paul Anderson Silva was at least like a super competitive, fun fight. Uh, Fazal Arlovsky, I had a few people saying like, man, you know, Fazal, you you being one of them could, if he gets off to, you know, a big, a typically big Marcus Hojero de Lima start, he could run through Arlovsky. This could be very bad for Arlovsky. And I was like, ah, I think Arlovsky can make it out of the first and turn it into an Arlovsky fight. That did not happen. Uh, it was, a, he got lost to a very nasty rear naked choke. So uh, the heavyweight goat, unfortunately, uh, taking an L there in his 39th, his 39th cap, as I'm starting to call these uh, UFC fights, like his cap. He's, he, he earned his 39th cap. Uh, it did not go his way. Uh, so I'm going with the Lima and I'm going almost like the Max Griffin, Nico Price thing. A fight that I'm like shocked has not been, it was never booked, hasn't happened yet. Uh, I break up this card a lot. This guy is free now, though, because the last pick I made for him, I believe, got booked. So uh, the Lima, Martin Tabura. I think Pizzao deserves a shot at top 10, top 12 guy. And um, why not Why not give him this, uh, the always tough Tabura, who's a pretty, pretty solid gatekeeper. Yes, and I'm, this is not my wildcard pick, but I'm very confident that we're going to finally get a wildcard pick of mine that I've suggested many, many times of Andre Olofsky, uh versus Alexander Romanov. I think that is, I mean, you might as well just book it. We just need to Ooh. find a date on the calendar. That one's going to happen. Why did you go with Cap? Oh, it's that. That's I, a, that's you didn't a, want to go at start. I, I know you love that. No, I'm yes. I uh, I tweeted the other day. I'm not a fan of. I don't understand calling a fight a start. I'm not blaming the people who do it. John Anik does it. Karen Bryan does it. I'm I'm pretty sure that's like part of like whatever. They're sort of corporate lingo. They just call it a start. Uh, I don't understand. You can't like a cap in in you know foot in football soccer. Um, means you know you earned you earned a start because you, you you know as opposed to appearing in a game as a sub there's a distinction between getting earning a cap and just appearing in a game they're not the same thing um i think you see there's no substitute and unless they start making the distinction between guys who like come in on a short notice fight and there's like oh that's not a start that's a he got yeah that's a sub appearance for for joshua weems oh i like this that's yeah that's fine if they, i like I, interesting if they, if they start making that distinction i'm fine with it i don't think they have in the past I doubt they will. Uh, e. Spencer Kite was mentioned said on Twitter, like he just kind of uses it as, uh, you know, just to not say, keep saying fight or appearance. And I'm like, that's fine. We all have different ways to say, it. I say outing. Um, 
but just starter, I don't understand a start, a start. You, there's no reserve role. There's no reserve. There's no bench appearance in the UFC. So I don't like start. I'm going with cap. It sounds prestigious. And again, I've, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a new, I'm suddenly getting into football. So it uh, kind of just go, comes along naturally. I love that idea about if it's a, if it's a, like a late substitution or a replacement. I mean, it's, it's an appearance, but it's not a start. I, I like, like it. it. They're not going to do it. They won't do it. But you know what? Maybe we can do it. Maybe we can do it. <laughs> no, I like calf. But all right, we'll. we'll, we'll all right. Well, we, we well, listen. I, I get oh, where you're coming from. Someone actually had a good. Who was it that someone told me golf? Uh, in golf, they call them starts, right? They they, they say uh, they call a, a start when you 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 play in a tournament. I I know even less about golf than yeah. Golf football, yeah, so. I would say so. <laughs> uh, I went, I'll give credit in a second. I forgot who mentioned it, but yeah, I don't. I didn't. Uh, I'm like that. I'm like okay. There's logic there. I think it was. Was it our pal Craig Allen? But they're also not going to like pull somebody in. Like if someone like if someone can't play in the US Open, like they get hurt on Wednesday, they're not going to uh-huh. like just pull in somebody from the crowd and be like, yeah. "Hey, you're in. Late replacement. Go in there and tee off in front of 100,000 people." So maybe it was Craig. That sounds like a Craig Ray Allen. Yeah, I thought it was our pal Craig who uh, who mentioned it. I want to I want to can't figure it out now. But anyway, it's not, not like Craig. Uh, my wild card pick, I'm going to 185 pounds. Roman Delize just continues to improve. He thanked Michael Bisbing for giving him the chops to do that, to step up his game a little bit. Felt like Michael Bisbing was calling him sort of a wrestler, almost a boring wrestler, and now Roman's gone out there and brutally KO'd back-to-back opponents and some good opponents with Phil Hawes and Kyle Dawkins before that. A lot of people, and we'll get to the listener picks in a minute, want to give Roman Delize the coveted fight. Against Brendan Allen for the middleweighty middleweight title, which is the number sixteenth ranked guy, uh, I'm not going with that. And f- but what I'm going to do is a number one contender fight for the middleweighty middleweight title, and it is going to be Roman Delize versus a man who was victorious just a week prior at UFC 280, Caio Baraglio. Oh, I love it. The winner like gets that. Brendan Allen. For the middleweighty middleweight title, the coveted number sixteen spot, I'm in. Let's put some stakes on these bad boys, and uh, <laughs> this is huge. This is a number one contender fight. This should be a co-main event, and I, if it is, I am deeming it as such. This will not be a penultimate fight. Uh, a couple things. First off, sorry, it, it was it was Spencer who brought up the golf thing. So uh, thank you, Spencer. You, Spencer Kai, our pal. Um, and regarding that that matchup, I love it. I don't know if you saw there was a disturbing uh, late night notification from the UFC roster watch account that said former middleweightiest middleweight champion and long reigning Christoph Jocko, uh, you know, is removed from the roster. I, I assume. Well, we don't know. I assume uh, probably as people should know, that account is an automated account. It, it removes names based on like whether fighters are, el- are in the rankings pool or not. So when you see a name removed from there, it does not mean they've necessarily been released. They're just for one reason or another. Um are not eligible for ranking. Sometimes it's like a, it's a, it's a, uh, it's just out of drug suspension, stuff like that. So with Jocko, I would imagine he's maybe just a free agent, maybe his, or not a free agent, his contract ran out. Yeah. It's probably the same situation as when Mickey Gall's name popped Thank you. up Yeah. There. Like Mickey Gall, someone else recently, it happened with someone else recently, um, with uh, Sarah, Mc, Sarah McMahon, Sarah McMahon is like, she's not, we don't know if she's going anywhere. She's just technically not signed to the UFC now, but it just means she hasn't re-signed yet. Same with Jocko. Um, that's not to say I, I, I know for sure that he's coming back. Um, but, uh, yeah, for anyone who was like me and saw that notification late at night and had, and had a panic, 
please calm yourself. As far as I know, uh, Jocko is not like for sure gone from the OC, but uh, we'll we'll keep an eye on that. We'll probably find out, get some word on that during this week or something, but we'll, we'll keep an eye out. But yeah, that middleweightiest middleweight title, it's, it's hot. It's spicy right it's now. People want people want it. Um, the 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 if, the chase for the middleweighty middleweight title is way more interesting than the featherweight division right now. Oh man! Oh Mike, this is your this is your new th- this is your new. Uh, I won't mention his name, but I, I feel this is going to come up on heck of a morning a lot when people kind of bring up you know Volkanovski and the featherweight. You're going to have to go on this rant a lot about the guys not stepping up. But uh, I just want to shout out Matt Canada, who's a first time messenger. I think he said he called. The middle middle the MMC. He called it prestigious, legendary, possibly nefarious, and also said uh, we might need to set up a grand prix for this belt. I agree. I think that's that's the stakes. That's what's that's what's the stake here. Yeah, we have our first ever number one contender fight for the number sixteen spot. So, do we have any extracurricular activities here? A couple. I'll I'll go to our pal uh, <clears throat> our our pal Nick Linville first. Uh, he's Nick. Nick is um as I mentioned before on a previous show is studying medicine at Michigan State. So. You know, I'm not saying he's a medical expert. He certainly knows more about uh, health in the human body than we do. So assessing sort of what happened to Phil Haas, Nick said, maybe an LCL, maybe an ACL tear, hyperextension, pressure on the outside of the knee would cause damage to both. Uh, Both don't usually have excruciating pain like we saw with Tommy Aspinall's MCL tear. Maybe even an OPL, oblique popliteal ligament mike i'm sure i don't know why i read that out you know what oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah. the old uh the old there's you too i don't know why i even explained it uh since it has one of the biggest effects on preventing knee hypertension uh but the external rotation the going as what cruz said i think caused significant damage to the lcl at the very least so there's just a cursory look from someone with you know some medical knowledge guys that we don't have and he also uh, our pal nick also said maybe an mcl for um Calvin Cater and, and I know Mike, you have an update already, but so yeah, bad times either way. Uh, however, you guys want to assess those injuries, bad times all around. And Mike, I want to take a second to show some love to our pal from Denmark, Toke Gerding Jensen. We had a little public, you know, a little public. I think people thought we had a, 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 a tiff on heck of a morning. Yeah, <laughs> uh, there's some misunderstanding of the g- gymnastics score, but we love Toke Toke uh, Toke again, regular contributor to Otno and of course heck of a morning. And I will say, as someone who was one of our first uh one of the our earliest like listener uh pickers when we first started this show um now we get a lot of submissions and i love everyone but before i was like maybe a handful we got like three or four just and it was a fun you know fun thing to do and i didn't think we'd always we'd ever get necessarily that many more but toke was one of the first and the fact that he was from denmark in another time zone like an international um listener and contributor really was like made me feel like we were we were onto something you know like i really felt like oh wow we're reaching we're reaching people somewhere you know and and this is a this is a good idea and you know now here we are however many episodes in so tilk i love you buddy uh and uh well let's never fight again i love it it's only a kick a jump a block it's only a serve it's only a tackle a run it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you- 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you want to disclaim? Yeah, people, come on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no points will go generally to someone if they, they're the only one who had that pick. Very hard to do, but if you get it, it's worth it. And uh, people, please watch out for weight, wrong weight class. Guys who have fought recently, please don't match those up unless there's a really good reason to. Notable injuries, again, so for example, Calvin Cater in this case, we really don't need to see picks for Calvin Cater right now. Just you know, hope he gets better. Uh, uh, highly publicized releases, people who are already booked, people who are teammates, best friends like Mike and I, etc. Uh, we'll keep an eye out with those guys. Those are those are doo-doo. Uh, and also your pick just might be doo-doo for other reasons, and we don't want to read it. So we're going to start with Dad Jackson. And I, I let me just put this out there. We've talked about Dad on the show a few times. He is officially on probation. He's on doo-doo probation, where if we get any more doo-doo, he's going to have to be suspended for at least two weeks. Because, I mean... What Dad Jackson does, we've talked about this, is that after every fight, he will submit a pick. And I've told him many times not to do this because it just flubs up everything, makes my messaging all weird. And I, I mean, I responded multiple times to his picks as they were coming in with doo-doo, more doo-doo, so much doo-doo. And then I told him, there's so much doo-doo here, I may have to suspend you from the show. So Dad Jackson, it started with Steve Garcia versus JSP. Just like that. JSP is booked to fight December 3rd against Darren Elkins. So, doo-doo. Treshawn Gore versus Kyle Dacus. Also booked to compete, if memory serves it correctly. More doo-doo. Khalil Roundtree versus Nikita Krylov. Not too bad. Delize, he's just giving him the middleweighty middleweight fight. No problem. Okay. Then we go to another Dacus. He goes, Marcus Rogerio de Lima versus Chris Dacus. Chris Dacus is also booked to fight Jarzy de Rosenstrike. So much doo-doo. John Young Park versus Christoph Jocko. Again, we don't know what's going on there. Cortez Acosta versus Muhammad Usman. Max Griffin versus Michael Morales. So not all doo-doo, but I mean, God, we're, we need air freshener to spray this your This isn't a, a perma ban? We're not, we're beyond, ga- I mean, we're not listen, beyond suspensions at this point? This isn't just a banning? Yeah, I mean, this is... We're, we're, we're getting close. We're going to have to have rules and guidelines, like some sort of penalty. This going to be like USADA drug testing. Like one thing, you're suspended for six months. Then a year, and then if yeah. it happens again, like you're, you're donezo. It's escalating. Let's go to Robbie uh, Ryan. Oh, oh go ahead. Sorry, yes. Kyle Dawkins is fighting uh, Eric Anders at December 3rd. Yeah, or you Correct. Same so, card. Like, you had two duty picks <laughs> on the same fight card. I do. Uh, it's crazy. Robbie Ryan. I'm sorry. Robbie Ryan, go ahead. Uh, good day, gentlemen. Allen versus Emmett, number one contender to face Volk after his lightweight title fight. So he's going with Josh Emmett. Uh, hard to really place either Griffin or Waldo after those results, but I'll go with Griffin versus Alex Morono, Waldo versus Rodrigo Nascimento, and then he gives us a suggestion. Also, do yourselves a favor and check out some of the action in the Rugby League World Cup going on right now. I believe it's broadcast on Fight over there. And then he had one late entry because there was another big fight that happened. Late entry after we just witnessed that Paul versus Silva scoring abomination. What are you talking about? Like you must be hammered. How could you? How could you say that's a scoring abomination? Jake Paul won that fight. I could see people saying 
uh, that sh the card should have been closer. But again, when you only have eight rounds... 77-74 is a close card. It like, is. When that's you, when how you I scored have, it. Yeah, when you only have eight rounds, that's literally like... That's what? That's five to three, right? Yeah, if, seven, An seven, if seven, Anderson wins that eighth... If Anderson wins that eighth round, it's a draw. Yeah. Like, that's I, a draw. I had a very wide card for Paul. I did have it 78-73, but that essentially means I had it... six. Again, it's an eight-round fight. So I had it six to two. A couple of the rounds were toss-ups. Uh, and there was a 10 8. There's a 10 8, which makes it look worse than it was, right? Because that's uh, 73 looks so low. But again, when you get a knockdown like that, so it's not a scoring atrocity. Uh, I, listen, I'm like everyone. I wish Anderson Silva had won. I am on record as tweeting literally before the fight started that Jake Paul was about to get his ass whipped. Uh, I was very wrong. It was a very fun fight. Um, and I think Jake Paul pretty clearly won a decision. Um, and, and it shouldn't be that surprising. Anderson Silva's 47 years old. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think we can discount the age factor enough in combat sports, guys. Like, I know I know we all want to think, like, oh, well, Anderson Silva is, like, a much better... You know, and I guess what? In, in, a, in like, a 10-minute sparring session where they're just, like, fooling around, I bet Anderson Silva might clown Jake Paul. But, like, an actual, like, fight now where, where both guys are, you know, are pushing their sort of cardio, everything, their, phys their physique to the limit, the younger guy is just going to have an advantage. This is in any sport. Pick any sport, combat sports especially, but any sport. That's just how it goes. So I still, I will strongly believe Anderson Silva 10 years ago, 37-year-old Anderson, I think I think beats Jake Paul easily. Even even this version, not, not, like, not like Jake Paul 10 years ago, because Jake Paul 10 years ago would have been 15. Take this version of Jake Paul, transport him back to fight a 37-year-old Anderson Silva, Anderson Silva washes him. But 47 is a... It's it's a it's an age, guys. Forty seven. I don't know. If, I don't know if he washes them, but he. You probably, don't think so? And Silva probably wins, but I don't think yeah. he washes them because I mean, Silva's age showed a little bit in that fight, but he was the same Anderson in a yeah. lot of ways. Like he, he was. Just, you were fr like <laughs> we would have been just as like we would have been frustrating watching that fight, even yeah. if it was thirty seven year old Anderson, because he would have done the same shit. This is true. I saw this is true. I saw comments after. Man, was something wrong with Silva? Like it felt like he wasn't throwing a lot in some of those rounds. I'm like. That's how Anderson Silva. Have you never fight. watched Anderson Silva <laughs> fight? He doesn't throw a lot, and then he gets the lasers on, and then he starts obliterating guys. But again, it's a lot harder to turn that switch on when you're a bit older. And to Jake Paul, the other thing you have to remember, guys, about Jake Paul is this is not your typical uh, person coming in seven and zero, you know, six and zero, seven and zero as a pro. This is someone with a lot of money, a lot of resources, has nothing but to, and and has dedicated nothing, uh, you know, all of that to training. Most boxers who are 6-0, 7-0, guess what? They don't have that luxury. Even if you're, let's say, you're a big-time prospect, you might have a gym looking after you. They don't have the resources that Jake Paul has. So he's, like, legitimately not a terrible boxer. I wouldn't throw him in there with, like, a, like a you know, another 25-year-old, like, 15-0, 16-0 prospect or anything. But where he is, like, he's legitimately not bad. But it's but And it's because he can afford to. So you shouldn't be in disbelief that this guy has developed some skills. He has advantages that other uh, boxers don't have. Uh, boxers that would normally be in his situation don't have, and he's taken advantage of him. So um, credit to him in that regard. But um, yeah, the, I don't think you can have too much of a beef with the, how that fight was scored. No, if you call it, I mean, if you're saying Anderson won, then you just don't know how to score fights. Um, yeah. He likes Jake Paul versus Paul Costa. He goes, I know UFC contract, <laughs> blah, 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 but come on, it would be fun. It would be so fun. That would be so fun. Yeah. Listen, Jake, I even, I got a lot of crap for my prediction, not because of, because I, I said I was predicting a draw. And we were very close to getting that. Like, it could have happened heading into that eighth round. The knockdown happens. Turns out it wouldn't have mattered anyways because of the, mm. the wider scoring. But I, I wrote in my thing, I was like, I don't, I'm sorry. Jake Paul is a better boxer than Anderson Silva. Like, he's going to be the better boxer. Anderson Silva but like, is a better kickboxer and mm -hmm. a better mixed martial arts striker. 
but it pure boxing, Jake Paul was the better boxer. And people are like, oh, come on. You just watched it for eight rounds. Jake Paul is a better boxer than Anderson he out, Silva. He outboxed him. I saw people saying, oh, uh, Jake Paul is taking a wild shot. So that, like maybe he's swinging at air and times. So, like, did you see Anderson Silva missed with a lot of hate? Like Anderson Silva started throwing like when he finally started opening up and throwing haymakers, he missed a lot of punches. So if people are criticizing Paul for looking wild. You're definitely looking at it as in a biased way because Andrew Silva missed all. They both listen. They both missed a lot of, of, of their power shots, but Andrew Silva missed a lot. This was not super accurate laser Silva um, that we see in MMA, that we saw in MMA during his prime. This was 47 year old, uh, uh, five pro boxing bouts. Andrew Silva. So yeah, he got outboxed. Andrew Silva even gave him credit after he gave yeah. him credit for his tactics. He said like this this guy had a game plan. Um, GSP broke it down as well, say, saying how uh, the body work and. Um, I thought he made great use of the clinch. I know people want to boo the clinch and like, guess what, guys? That's part of boxing. That's part of boxing. If if you if your if your opponent's starting to open up, you cl- you clinch them. And and Aaron Silva can do all the 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 oh rolling his eyes and kind of like little shots in, in inside. It's your job to work out of that and find a way to 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 you know uh, get yourself back into situations where you can work right. So I can't believe we're having to praise Jake Paul's boxing this much, but. But this is where we are now, Mike. This is where we are having to <laughs> having to play devil's advocate for the problem child. God. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, let's move on. JD felt, uh, had no matchmaking suggestions, but he has a nickname suggestion. He has a nickname suggestion. I think the nickname thing is getting very popular. Thanks to the silence behind the violence. Jonathan uh-huh. Martinez. He wants to call Khalil Roundtree. Khalil round three round tree. Oh, I uh... actually, I actually dig it because round three round tree on Saturday was pretty damn good. Okay. Uh, and it I'm rhymes trying... and it makes sense. Okay, he's more known for his first round knockout. That's something he has a lot of first round knockouts. I don't remember the Eric Anders fight. I'm just looking at his record right now. I don't remember the Eric Anders fight. I don't remember. Did he? I don't. Was that a late third? If that was a that late was third in the third round, round, but that's because Eric Anders is the toughest human being in the world, or at least he was that night. And the referees and his team were just terrible. And allowed this fight to continue. Oh, 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 this is oh 30. I'm looking at this guy. 30 26 is across the board. Oh, yeah. Okay, I see. I see. I remember. Yes, okay. This is vaguely coming back to me now. Um, okay, okay. We'll 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 workshop it. It sounds cool. It's got potential. I need to see more. I need to see more. You know, he's not your well Romero. Uh, but okay. I'm oh, we should have called him round three. No, you know, this rhymes. This is better. Okay, I like it. Uh John Ray, Park versus Haas, Hajira Delima versus Augusta Sakai. Round, he's with Jed. Roundtree versus Alex Pereira if he loses to Izzy because he's mm-hmm. the glory killer. Jared Vandera versus whoever Ben Rothwell just killed in BKFC. <laughs> <laughs> Griffin versus Chaos Williams. Allen versus Emmett, I guess. And then he's going with Cater versus Ortega because both coming off injuries and number one contender fights, the timelines may match up. I, it won't be a number one contender's fight, I don't think, but that would be, a, depending, yeah, how the timelines go, that's probably a logical 2023 matchup somewhere down the road if, if both guys are healthy. Yeah. Uh, Dave said, I like Max Griffin versus Chaos Williams. Outside question, are you and Connor doing the watch party again for UFC 281? What should I say about this? Um, If I was a betting man... I would bet on yes, but to say it's done, it would not be accurate, but I don't know yet. It's it's looking good. That's what I'll say. It, it's not done. It's in the works, targeted, if you will, perhaps, but uh, more discussions need to be had. Hopefully, we'll have an answer sometime this week, but it's not it, done yet. 
Would it possibly be done in South Carolina this time? No, or it will more not. Southern? No, it will not. Okay. All right. Gears are in motion. Are you I, saying gears? Gears. Gears. Targeted? We're targeted. We're targeted to make it happen. Okay. All right. And it will. It and what we what we did for two eighty. I will say this: what we did for two eighty. If it happens, it will be like that every single time. In the studio, fun okay. times. Can you get that uh, that jabroni Helwani in there? Can you get that? Uh... Maybe. Maybe he's a busy he's a busy dude. He is he is busy. And let me say he did a great job on uh, the Showtime broadcast. I was so I mean I, I you know we're we're, we're friends in the area. I so we're maybe a little biased. I thought he did an amazing job. Um, he didn't oversell sort of his you know the MMA angle he was bringing, but he was you know he was one of the guys kind of telling them like this is how Silva fights. You know talking about the main event. So. Um, he did his part there, and I just thought throughout did a great job hosting, and uh, him, yeah. him, him, and GSP, my fellow Canadians, Mike. I'm so proud. GSP was a shining light when he wasn't being asked, "Hey, are you going to come out of retirement? Slash, do you want to fight Anderson Silva someday?" When he wasn't having to answer those questions, and even then, he he did his best with those. When he was just being asked to provide his analysis, um, it it was wonderful. I'm I'm struggling to remember the name of the man who was uh, with the desk with him uh, signing off at the end of the show, but he had this like huge smile on his face and i'm like i would be smiling that way too if i got to hang out with gsp so Very cool. i think he was i think he was genuinely loved uh by the crowd and a great a great addition to the broadcast so show to, uh showtime well done bring in the goat yeah last thing i'll say about the watch party thing it's it's everyone loved it obviously the 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 the, the higher ups loved it it's a logistics thing right now because the ufc event is in new york as well so it's just we're trying to staff the roster I guess Ooh. is the best way to say Ooh. it. So we're trying to figure we're trying so to figure it out. Intriguing. So stay That's tuned. Really Nothing MSG. officially done. Uh, if everybody had their druthers, it's going to happen. But stay tuned for an official announcement if we get there. Oh, this could be even better. This could be even better than Watch Party One. It could be. It could be. Let's go to Hussein. Damn, was so excited for the main event fight and then another injury. Happy birthday, AK. I don't know how this trend started, but definitely going to follow it. Allen versus Emmett interim title fight. Gore versus. Roman Kopilov, I mean, yeah. Good. Sorry, Treshawn. R.A.P. by dude. You come back and get a big win. Now you have to fight the killer that is Roman Kopilov. The Mike Heck approved killer. Yeah. I mean, at least I got one pick right. Because my picks, I mean, Casey was telling us, I think I was the worst topology picker in the universe for this UFC card. Like for anyone who picked all 11 fights, I think I was literally the worst in the world. It was Listen, bad. It was bad, bad. We don't pick for LFA cards and that's very <laughs> that's much true. what a lot of this card was that's uh, true not because anything wrong with LFA cards it's just you know there's only so much time in a day generally we only pick for UFC but uh, listen I, I don't have a lot of knowledge about Josh Fremd I don't have a lot of knowledge about Carlos Mota I've, I've seen their fights but to say that I have like a comprehensive understanding of their styles and their chances of beating a Cody Durden or a Treshawn Gore or what have you it's a straight up lie I don't have that kind of knowledge <laughs> Uh, let's go to uh, Acosta versus Boudet, Griffin versus Randy Brown, Khalil versus Mirzakhanov. Picks might be shite, but a couple of Cuba Libres in, they seem okay-ish. Okay? Uh, <laughs> they weren't bad. They weren't bad. <laughs> uh, let's go to Gerard. Max Griffin versus Jake Matthews in Perth. Uh, Cortez Acosta versus Pacaporta. Nice. Treshawn Gore versus Joe Pfeiffer. That one makes sense. Khalil Roundtree versus Volkan Ozdemir. Jacoby versus the Span Reyes loser. Delize versus Gerald Mearshard. Roger De Lima versus Jelton Almeida. Winner lose against Grishin. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I think Jelton's probably higher, but 
yeah, don't, don't, don't. That's fine. Steve Garcia versus Melzik Bagdazarian. Jun Young mm-hmm. Park versus Christoph Jocko. Cody Durden versus Malcolm Gordon. Here's, there is another one. The first one that he put out there. I want to get your take on this because I saw a few of these. Arnold Allen, no interim title fight versus Max Holloway. Yes, I also saw that. If I'm Arnold Allen, I'd be pushing for that fight. Uh, I think it's a great fight to take. If I'm Max Holloway, I'm probably not that interested. And I would also favor Max Holloway in that fight. This would be... Look, when we put this fight in a vacuum, it's a cool fight. It's a super cool fight. But if we're trying to change my mind and the minds of many about this featherweight division being just cursed and in just such shambles, this would be the absolute worst fight you could make in this division. It's just really awful matchmaking. And I don't mean this to like dump on you, Gerard. I'm not, because the fight itself is great. Like if these two are fighting and there's no stakes, we're just having a fist fight. It's awesome. But if we're using this to potentially catapult Arnold Allen to a title fight, if you're pushing this as a sort of number one contender fight, I'm picking Max Holloway to beat Arnold Allen. Like Max wins this fight in my eyes. And then what did you just do? You just screwed yourself again. You cannot keep throwing Max Holloway into these fights because he's just going to keep beating these guys. And then we're in the same position right now. Uh, do we, does anybody want to see Alexander Volkanovsky, Max Holloway four? No, nobody wants to see that. So if Max, like Max just wants fun fights at this point, like just give him fun ones. And he put, did put some stakes on it. If Arnold wins, he's the number one contender. And then Max moves, makes a permanent move to 55. But you can't put that in a contract. No, you don't make that fight because Max Holloway probably wins that fight. And then we're just like, what are we doing here? And then we're back yeah. in the same conversation. Yeah, we, we, listen, I understand. We want to build um, guys off of, you know, uh, former, not, uh, former champions. I was going to say former stars. Max is still a star. Former champions. Former contenders. Um but you also want to do that in situations where it's a favorable matchup for the guy you're trying to build. And that's just doesn't describe a lot of people for, who would you would throw in there against Max Holloway right now. So, yeah, it's it's not worth the risk. Yeah. As you said, cool fight and avoid. Um, but if we're if we're booking or doing some pro wrestling style booking here, I would I would not want that to be made right now. Yeah. Do By like, the way, what do Max what, Holloway versus like Edson Barboza? That's fun. Love it. Love it. By the way, what is up with this Durden? Did Malcolm Gordon, is there beef or something? I saw so many Durden, Malcolm Gordon ones. Is it just they're in the same-ish range, I guess, in a, in a division that doesn't have that many guys? Like, Yeah, maybe. I, I don't understand that. Like, I, I got like at least like three three different people, uh, and that's just the ones I've looked at so far that recommended. So I don't know if there's a heat there, if there's heat there, but I, I'm, it's a hot, it's, it, it, hey, UFC, book it, I guess. I think we got something. I think we're, we're something. cooking with gas here. Uh, Marcus has his... Image. Let's see if we have anything new. Cortez Acosta versus Hamdi Abdullahab. Treshawn Gore versus SD Dumas. Khalil Roundtree, Alonzo Menafield, Dustin Jacoby, Tyson Pedro. Toby, another image. Do we have anything else? He likes Alan Yair, interim belt. Griffin, Max Griffin versus Vicente Luque. Tim Means, Matt Brown, two. Acosta versus Tanner Bozer. Gore versus Tulian. What else do we have? Jacoby versus Jimmy Crute. I don't mind that one. We could do that in uh, maybe in Perth in February. Whenever Crute comes back, there's a lot of intriguing fights for him. So there really are. Just gotta, just gotta get healthy. Phil Haas versus Nick Maximoff. Delima versus the Dacus Rosenstrike loser. Nice job. No doo doo. <laughs> well done. Excellent. What else do we have here? 
Rodriguez versus Willie Cat Santos. All right. Harry Dewaskin. C Rod versus Simon Oliveira. Cody Durden versus Tyson Nam. Steve Garcia versus Austin Lingo if Garcia resigns. I guess maybe that was the last fight in his deal. I was not aware of that. Iron Turtle versus Petrosian in South Korea. Roman Delize, Anthony Hernandez, Cleo Roundtree, Azamat, Mirza Kanoff, Jacoby Menafield, Gore versus Holmes, Waldo versus Boudet, Griffin versus Ian Gary. What do you think about that idea? Wait, Gore versus Hold on. Gore versus I'll get to the Ian Gary thing in a sec. Gore Trish, versus Holmes. Treshawn Gore versus Joseph Holmes. Why? <laughs> Why not? I don't know. Like you said, Joseph Again, we got another, another tough versus contender series fight. I, Joseph Holmes has UFC wins. He's, he's probably going to get released. He has one UFC win. He's probably going to get released, right? Is he one I and two? Know, yeah, they're both one and two. All yeah, right. Uh, sorry, what was the Ian Gary suggestion? Max Griffin versus Ian Gary. Too much? No, I, I, I again, I think Ian Gary, uh, if we're going to compare him to like, a, for example, a Patty Pimblett, I think is a little bit, I think the ceiling's a bit higher. I think he's a little bit further ahead skill wise. And I say this, people know this uh, as someone who uh, thinks Patty Pimblett's actually pretty good. Um, no, I don't think it's bad at all. I, you could argue it's too soon. But again, a guy like Ian Gary, I don't think losses are going to kill him. It's nice for him to be undefeated. He's got that nice, shiny, undefeated record. But I think putting him in there with guys with Max Griffin win or lose is, is like really good for him. Um, he's a young guy. So I, I'm, I'm into that for sure. I like of all these sort of European prospects, these ones I like to talk and get over Ian Gary, I think at least to me, I mean, Muhammad Kaif's really good. I think Ian Gary, I think Ian Gary's like superstar ceiling is maybe higher than anybody else's just, I mean, he's just so, what 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 they need to do, and Ian Gary's been calling for this the entire time, and it's not just putting him on the same card as Connor. If they do that, it's probably not a horrible idea. But the UFC needs to go back to Ireland, and they need to put this man on the card, and they need to get yep. him over. Because go in there, get a win, let that fan base go bananas for him. And that's what they need to do. That That's going to be huge for him. So I do agree. Throw him on that card. A lot of interesting options. But he, uh, to me, he's he's so he's very far along, and he's super young. And when he says he's going to fight for a title, I don't know if I'm willing to go that far yet. But I'm much more willing to go there with Ian Gary than I am with Patty Pimplett. So we'll see what happens. But I, I think Ian's got to fight. Don't fun him. I mean, if he fights in the UK, cool. But you got to get him on an Ireland card sooner rather than later. Uh, we just got a last-minute one, and I'll turn it over to you. Chris London, Griffin versus Michel Pajeda, Tim Means versus, versus Tony Ferguson, Vandera versus Hamdi. Wow, Chris, you what are you, Jared Vandera's cousin? You're giving him another fight. All right. Gore versus Park, Roundtree versus Jung, Jacoby Menafield, Delize versus the loser of Jack Hermanson versus Derek Brunson, A.K. That's a that's a that's a little bit of a steppy. We're just we're just shooting over the middleweighty middleweight title. Wait, that was for Delizze? Like yeah, Delizze versus the loser of Derek Brunson, Jack Hermanson. I don't hate it. I don't either. Interesting pick. Delima versus Ivanov. Yep. Arlovsky versus Romanov. Garcia, Steven. Whoa, whoa hold on. Whoa, Delima versus who? Ivanov. Blagoy? Doo doo. Why? They fought. They fought? When? They Not just when? fought, didn't they? UFC 274. Yeah. That's right. They fought already. Doo-doo. Sorry. 
So a do a little a little dash a little Sorry. dash of do for me, and uh, no. this was the last second pick. No, by no, the way. no, that's not no. That, that, you, no, you you are you are blameless in this in this uh, in this. What are you talking about? There's no do do for you. All right, so you get do do do. You get my do as well. <laughs> uh, Steve Garcia versus Steven Peterson, battle of wins over Chase Hooper, I guess. And then uh, last pick is Cody Durden versus Tatsuro Tyra. That. I could definitely see that happening. Did this person match make for Vendera and not for Waldo? He like sure did. He sure did. <laughs> is this the same? Is, is this? This is like the. Uh, this is like the the reporter at the uh, uh, the Paul Silva press. Oh conference. my going, god! Ad- advocating for Joe Riggs and uh, <laughs> Jake Paul. Like, what? It's like, do you know this person personally? Wait. Oh my god! <laughs> that not, was that was not. that was the. Let's that not. was the worst, but the best press conference moment I've ever I've I'm ever sorry. been a part of. I'm sorry. This just reminded me of that. I'm like, oh. Yeah, because he said, does this person know Jared Vandera personally? Is this why they're trying to who keep him in the Who is that guy? But- I mean, and I'm sorry. I would think if you knew who Anderson Silva was, you would certainly know who Joe Riggs was. Ooh, that was tough. That was a tough line. <laughs> wow. That was a tough line. And then Nikisa, like, mercifully comes in. He's like, all right, thanks. And move on to the next yeah, question. Let's move on, yeah. <laughs> And poor Joe Riggs having to catch a stray from Jake Paul, who like said, "I, don't I know blame myself. Is. I blame and myself because I brought up Joe Riggs or Jake Paul to Joe Riggs before Joe Riggs fought okay, Josh okay. Dyer." And sure. we have an article on MMAfighting.com. Joe Riggs says he's not done with fighting after this one and would fight Jake Paul for free. Yes, I remember that, and 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 you're certainly, but I I, I don't know if that's what this reporter is referencing. I just feel like they are, you know, they're 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 a hardcore MMA fan, which is great, and they want to see Joe Riggs get like a big money fight like that. But, um, yeah, uh, uh, Jake Paul had to do it like who the who the f is that guy? And not even like trying to. I don't even think like throwing shade at Joe Riggs. I think he just generally does not know, is not super familiar with Joe Riggs, e- even though he is like a purported MMA fan. Uh, I could see him not like in the moment just kind of not remembering joe riggs that sounds so harsh because joe riggs is a, is a is a classic but um I he's been he really, in the ufc in so long though I, I think he really just did not remember him yeah I, I, yeah it was before two what, what was i just i just want to look this up real quick yeah um, was it because this whole deal is anderson silva like kind of was my, an idol is uh, jake paul anderson was my idol i was a ufc fan before i got into um before i got into boxing so I'm like, okay, if that's the case, yeah, would you, you know, was he such a fan that, like, he was in that era? So. Okay, so uh, Joe Riggs had many since of the UFC. Yeah, His last, the last UFC one? fight was February 2016. What? And he was stopped. Yeah, I know. I thought it was further back than that. Uh, ben yeah, Saunders? Came... No, he got. What was this? Nope, this was Chris Camozzi. He got oh. finished in 26 seconds by Chris Camozzi. He went one and three on that final stint. He had a long okay. run with the UFC. Then he went to like did the Strike Force Bellator. But before that, it had been ten years. Two thousand six, right, was the end of that first run, losing to Diego Sanchez in a minute forty five. Yeah, and listen, I didn't remember that twenty sixteen stint, so I don't think Jake I Paul didn't either would either. Uh, and then there's a chance he just kind of missed him that first time around. So wow. uh, anyway, all right, go ahead, my man. Shout out to Joe Riggs. Uh, all right, I'll go through some of these quickly. Just from the emails, Casey Carpenter, our pal, uh, just says, great work by the entire MMA fighting crew over the past couple of weeks as always. Phone was broken, couldn't send picks in for 280. Alan Emmett, interim title. Max Griffin, Gunnar Nelson. Why not a Roundtree, Paul Craig rematch, Mike? Sure, why not? At least he said re- he said rematch, right? He said, he said rematch. Uh, and Good that job. was 2017, I believe. So we're c- pretty far removed from that first fight. Uh, first round knockout for uh, Roundtree. 
uh, deletes a middleweighty title against Brent Allen, and then there's a Gordon versus Durden. That was the first one I saw, and I saw a lot more after that. Uh, okay, I'll run through some of these tweets. Uh, Chris at Dragon Slayer 2, Jung Young Park, Punahele Soriano, Marcus McGahey's on the Arnold Allen Holloway train, uh, Gore versus Dobson, Friends Forever with us. Thank you, Marcus. Uh, deletes a versus Jocko. Yeah, like we said, we don't know quite know where that is. Steve Garcia versus Jarno Aarons. There's a deep cut. And uh, Durden. I like this. Durden versus the Zuma Gulov Charles Johnson winner. That's going down November 19th. And uh, just rebook uh, Christian Rodriguez and, and Garrett Armfield. Yeah, that was a that was a bummer that uh, yeah. Garrett didn't, didn't play. Uh, Sean Haywood. Christian Rodriguez did not bat Gurry. Jun Young Park versus Bruno Silva. I like that. Uh, Friends Forever with me. The Lima Martin Tabura. Roundtree Vulcan Uzdemir, Mike. I don't know if I got your thoughts on that one. Sure. Yeah. Why not? Vulcan's a former kickboxer too, right? But not with... I don't think he was a glory kickboxer. I don't... Not like for one of the major... Not, I don't want to say major, but one of the promotions we're more familiar with in... Yeah. America. Yeah, he's fought for some other... Super combat I'm seeing on there, so he's got a few. Yeah. There we go. Um, where was I? Uh, Gore versus Maximov. Waldo versus Porter. Gotta do it. Paka! Arnold Allen and the Ayer. Again, I don't think Ayer's taking that fight. I think Ayer is squatting doing do you know listen he's good at squatting stick with it uh scott mccrate uh arnold allen versus a year interim title uh what else we got here twitter's got such a weird way of like uh, organizing messages now uh our pal hayes the third allen man i feel bad for him since he looked really good in round one hoping to see how things would play out the rest of the way 145 awkward spot with three fighters that could sort of argue a title for a title fight but definitely don't have an ironclad resume in a- allen emmett and yair so he's learning towards Allen and Yair, and as you kind of suggested, Mike, uh, Arnold uh, have it on the London pay-per-view interim title. Uh, I don't think it's an interim title, but uh, yeah, have that as an undercard to Leon Usman. Uh, what else we got here? Gore, Mike's favorite, Roman Kapolov. Oh, boy, people, this you've really branded him. You're helping out Roman Kapolov. You're helping out Jonathan Martinez. You should, you, you need, they need to be paying you. These people need to be paying you yes. actual money. Steve Garcia, Lando Venata. That could be fun. I think Lando's sticking at... He's been sticking at featherweight, though, right? Uh, No, he's going back up to 55, I think. He's going back to 55. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. And Garcia went down. Oh, sorry. Garcia went yeah, down. Yeah, Garcia okay. went down, and uh, Venata's going back go up. back up. Okay, interesting. But not not a bad matchup, though, I think. And, and certainly not something that uh, I would consider to be impossible, right? Yeah. Um, thank you, Hayes. I, I can't get to all of them. Uh, Liam Perry... Featherweight division is cursed. Yeah. Uh, there could be an unofficial Grand Prix again. Allen v. Ayer, Emmett v. Mitchell Taporia winner. So there you go. Uh, yeah, you might want to mix one of those guys in. Loads of directions for this division. I agree. Uh, Means versus Ian Gary? Do you like that more than Max Griffin? More or less? Um, I don't mind either, honestly. Uh, but maybe Means would be better just because he's a little, a little more up there. Uh, Jun Young Park versus Jocko. Man, I hope Jocko is not released. Is, pe- people want to see Christoph Jocko fight. Delete Zay versus Amir Sherat. Uh, what else we got here? Gore versus Joseph Holmes? Question mark. Yeah. Okay. I sure. mean, listen, we talked about it. Yeah. Apparently, apparently, I'm I'm the only one who's uh, who's raising my eyebrow. Um, Barry O'Reilly wants to check the tapes for Bryce Mitchell, Ilya Topuria. That's a shared point. That's definitely a shared point. We got a lot. And of, it wasn't uh, the original matchup for either guy. Okay, this is true. Fair enough. Fair enough. Cody Durden versus David Dvorak. What's up with David Dvorak? Steve Garcia versus Don Shanus. I like that. 
Like Don Chanis is a lightweight, right? Who did he? What was his? Uh, what did he do? He debuted against. Um, no, he's a featherweight. He's a featherweight. He what fought oh. Sunil Yusuf. Damn it, Steve Garcia is a featherweight now too. I'm sorry. Okay, guys, I, I got to get in my mind. Steve Garcia is a featherweight. Your featherweight matchups are very good. Thank you for sending those in. Uh, Pizal versus Rodrigo Nascimento. Oh, how about this, Mike? I don't think I, I don't think this makes sense for this guy right now. Um, Delice versus Muniz. Mm, nah, I mean, I mean, look, mm. it'd be an interesting fight, but um, I mean, he deserves better. No offense to Roman Delice, he deserves like a top, at worst, a top ten di. I'm gonna stop short of calling this doo doo, but I think this is not a good matchup for for Cleo Roundtree. Uh, Jailton Almeida, Almeida comes back to light heavy. Yikes. <laughs> it's not doo doo. I'm not gonna call it. No, it's a crazy fight, but Jelt is gonna take him down and smush him and submit him. Just annihilate him. Uh, thank, thank you, Barry Thomas Collins. Man, another delete savers Mirsha. A lot of talk there. Uh, Junyong Park versus Shabazian. If he beats Dolce Lungiambula, no guarantees there. I will say we just don't know where Shabazian is, but feels like a good test to build Edmund up again if he wins his next fight. I like that, Thomas. Um. Orange Sleepwalker, Arnold Allen deserves a teleshot. He won't get it. <laughs> Josh Emmett for number one contendership. Uh, do, would you would you be bothered, Mike, if the next you know this next fight for Arnold Allen or you or, or Josh Emmett, whoever, um, was not for an interim title? Do you think they need to throw that interim title on there? I think so. I think you have to, just because you're screwed if you don't. And Volk wins the lightweight title, then you don't have a champion. At least this way, like if you have an interim champion, if Volk wins, he becomes the undisputed champion. You know what I mean? I think you have to have a back. I think you have to have uh, like a contingency plan in place. Yeah, and and also you know it's just better for the fighters. Like I mean, the fighters should get paid whether there's a you know a, a fight. Uh, they should get paid more for a number one contenders fight, whether you know. But we know they only do that for title fights. So, right. Fair enough. I did not even know this fight was happening. Uh, sorry. Whoa. I'm sorry. Uh, Jonathan Hotz, Waldo versus Parisian Sherman winner. I don't remember this. And I actually think I wrote this up for the site. I yeah, it is ha- it is happening. <laughs> November 5th. Yeah. Uh, and I like, yep, Durden Tetsuro Tyra. Uh, Christian Rodriguez is Farid Basharat. Oh, I like that. That is good. Yeah, I like that's, that too. That's a good matchup. Four corner sports NY. Allen, Yair, Cater, Ortega. Again, let's, you know, hope both guys are healthy sometime next year. That'd be an awesome fight. Uh, Waldo and Hamdi. Yo, this Waldo, uh, Hamdi's, Hamdi's in the mix. C. Garcia, Austin Go, Chase Hooper versus him getting a developmental contract because he really needs it. The man did not move his head, not once. Not only that, if he doesn't really develop into a better fighter, the OC is only going to hurt him long term. Chase ate way too many punches in a minute span. The level of competition gets harder, 145. Mike, what do we do with Chase Hooper? Boy. I don't know. I was starting to get a little more excited after that last performance. Like, not know, excited, but-, but I felt like... You and I had walked back. There was some, some evolution. Like, yeah, we were. We had said like, "Oh, should he go back to the regional scene?" Then we saw that fight, and we're like, "Ah, oh, maybe he can be booked right in the UFC." Steve Garcia probably not the right booking. Um, as we know now. I mean, it's, I don't know. I just think Steve was like, "Okay, you're gonna give me this, then I'm gonna take it." Like, if you're just gonna wing bombs at me, then sure, we we could, we could definitely do that. Man, I don't know, man. It's it's tough. It's very, very difficult. Don Shane, like, I actually, like, him and Don Shanus would be okay. Like, I think Don would win that fight, but Don's not, like, a big, powerful striker either. He's kind of an awkward striker. There'd be mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of scrambles on the ground, and I think Chase 
would do okay there. And maybe Don can get one back for New England after the Peter Barrett fight. So that, something like that. Like if we're gonna do if we're gonna do it, it's got to be like a fight like that. Yeah. No I, one else really gets me excited. The the here's the other here's the other option that I threw out there, and I thought I thought Chase is gonna win. I thought he was gonna beat Steve Garcia because I didn't think he'd fight the way that he did. But my idea was Chase Huber versus Charles Rosa. If yeah, he did, I like win. that. I like, like okay, something I like that. Like something like that's I like okay. That. I still like it. It's fine. Like if you do go that route, it like just because just be fun. Like there'd be some fun scrambles. Like I know Charles can crack too, but mm-hmm. I think like the size discrepancy would make it kind of tough on Charles. So I'd be interested to see that. It'd be kind of like a and there's stakes there. It's a loser goes home kind of a fight. So it has to be yeah. Yeah, I mean it's probably one of those two guys. Honestly, if he, if they keep him around, yeah. And let me say, I'm questioning the Garcia matchup in ret- like within 2020, you know, hindsight, because I thought it was fine when it was made. I thought it yeah. was fine as a, as a Friday. I was like, I was like, I, I don't think it's a terrible matchup for Chase Hooper, but some weaknesses were seen in the actual fight, and uh, maybe less mixing of the martial arts, Mike. Maybe maybe focus more on that grappling. Maybe don't uh, maybe don't stand with a guy like Steve Garcia. But uh, Beans Extreme Memes going to Instagram. First timer. This is first time, long time, and all that. Picks aren't that original. But I don't think I've got the event name down. Has to be the blowout. Oh, too soon. Too wow. soon, Beans Extreme Me. Wow, okay. Alan Yair, interim title. Keda Ortega, Battle of the Broken. Jeez Louise. I've all right. Beans Extremes. Beans Extreme memes. Gotta cool it out next time. You gotta chill. Math Griffin, Ian Gary, uh, Gore Pfeiffer, Roundtree, OSP. OSP is booked, I believe. Yeah, he's fighting. We should know this. It's it a was notable, a notable name. It is a notable name. Uh, God. I'm, I'm, look, I'm, I'm looking right now. We're racing. The race is on. The race. Oh, is Gus. On. He's fighting Gus. That's right. That's going to be December a weird 10th. Uh, so Beans Extreme Meme starting off with a little a sprinkling of doo doo. Park Dolitze, ugly, ugly kid Joe, Joseph Holmes uh, versus Darren Wynn. And Herger DeLeon versus Chris. No, Rett, that's but... more doo doo. Oh, what happened? Oh, Darren, Darren Wynn's fighting. fighting. Drawn wins fighting. I forget Beans who he's extreme. fighting, but I know he is fighting. Beans extreme memes. You only get one chance to make a first impression. Come on, my guy. Come on, my guy. And then uh... <laughs> I love how like we have doo doo alarms. He's fighting Julian Marquez, December seventeenth. Ah yes, ah yes. Uh, and uh, uh, Pazal versus Chris Barnett for the title of roundest fighter on the roster. We say that with love. We say that with love. Beans extreme memes. I hope you don't mean that in a mean way, but uh, um, thank you. Not to add to the pile of doo doo. Not not. There's not a doo doo. His, his and he's booked. Why would you put Chris Barnett in a fight with Pizzao? Why would you do that? You don't want to see uh, Chris Barnett's jiu-jitsu in action? No. No. I don't want to see Chris Barnett fight anybody in the top 30. I, I, we, we understand who, what Chris Barnett is and who he is. He's a fun dude who's going to dance his ass off. Like We want him to win as much as possible. He's like the, he's like the positive Patty Pimblet. Like, there's no, we don't sit there and like argue about matchmaking for Chris Barnett. We just want to see him fight and have fun and just win. And it's like, we know he's not going to fight for a title. Like, we know that. Yeah. We, we love him for that. But Patty's like a whole different thing. It's like, there's never positive talk about Patty. It's just, oh, it's, this is good. This sucks. This is stupid. Is, is he a title contender or not? Chris yeah, Barnett, he's, like, he's we know divisive. who he is. Yeah, he's, he's very divisive. Chris Barnett is not divisive. But, we have it's a golden rule for Chris Barnett. Nothing above the top thirty. That's how we book Chris Barnett. 
bring back Rocky Martinez. Yes, that's exactly back. what you do. Exactly. If you're if you're if you're booking Chris Burnett with like, oh, I wonder what this mean, what this could do for him in the rankings. If that's like your thought process, you're doing MMA wrong. Yeah. The you're only the only fight with anybody on this card for Chris Barnett is if if we're gonna just take Jared Vandera back, we do Chris Barnett versus Jared Vandera. That's fine. Other than that, no. Sorry. Uh, also on Instagram, Tino Alvarez, Steven Garcia, Steven, uh, Steve Garcia, Steven Peterson, Steve on Steven, John Young Park versus Armin Petrosian, sole main card fight. Could make sense. Both had fun fights with Robocop. Was that Oh, yeah, the Petrosian that fight wasn't bad. Yeah, Petrosian AJ Dobson was bad. That was bad, yeah. Uh, Jacoby Uzdemir. Oh, Kyle Dawkins. Guys, Kyle Dawkins is fighting. And he's fighting Kyle soon. Dawkins. Come on. Tino. Uh, Max Gr- I do like the Max Griffin Gunnar Nelson suggestion. This called a few times. Arnold Allen, Josh Emmett in London. Yair is not accepting the MFI. It doesn't have to be for interim belt. Uh, winner just fights Volk. Uh, Matt Bradbury, I believe this is. Cody Durden, Manel Cop. Yeah. Be interesting. Be yeah. Just, you know what? Where is Manel Cop? That's what I want to know. Yeah, where is Manel Cop? You know, he's biding his time. Trayshawn Gore, Gilbert Urbina 2. Ultimate Fighter rematch. Uh... Nah. <laughs> I don't love it. Nah. Waldo, Justin Taffa. Thank you, Matt Bradbury. I agree. Arnold, Max Holloway, another one, and Calvin Cater, Brian Ortega. I, I think a lot of people are hoping to see that Ortega-Cater fight uh, someday. I don't know if it's next for both guys, but I, it, it, I would love to see it someday. And last, uh, John Stewart said, what's up, AK? Redownloaded Instagram just to send you these. So I have to read this out. Thank you, John. Alan Emmett, interim title fight. Griffin, Cass Williams. There you go, Mike. Uh, Acosta, Chris Barnett. No. Oh, no, no, no. That one's okay. That's, that's that one's fine. okay. Yeah, Sorry. No, 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 Pizzao. No, Marcos Jardim. Delize, Anthony Hernandez, Cody Durden, Malcolm Gordon. Also, I don't know his status, but if Jimmy Cruz going to be ready soon, why not him versus Roundtree? So thank you, guys. We got we got a lot of picks for a card that I think was pretty low wattage. Um, please, guys, keep sending them in. My DMs are open on Instagram and Twitter. Alexander K. Lee on Twitter. Alexander K. K. Lee on Instagram. Alex.Lee at SBNation.com. Email. We're on the road to UFC 281. On the road to the return to New York City for the Ultimate Fighting Championship mm-hmm. to MSG. We saw the full card released. We saw the main card released on the broadcast yesterday. The lineup is full and coming together. Uh, it is together. But before that happens, we are back next Saturday with UFC Vegas 64. Uh, early day MMA. Not, I mean, pretty much the same as what we saw this past Saturday. Mm-hmm. Main event on paper, not as compelling as this past one on saturday hopefully it leads to better results but to me the card as a whole this card this vegas 64 card much better than vegas 63 as a whole of course main event marina rodriguez versus amanda lemos that was not the original main event that was supposed to be bryce mitchell versus mavzar of loyov co-main event neil magny versus daniel rodriguez great fight. great fight josh parisian chase sherman going down tagir ulanbekov versus nate manis great fight Mark Madsen, Grant Dawson. Very right. interesting fight. Yep. Jailson Almeida versus Maxim Grishin. Derek Mitter versus Shalion Nerdenbiecki. That, that fight is going to be insanity. Uh, we got the return of Miranda Maverick on this card against Shana Young. Shana Young. Speaking of returns, Benito Lopez is back fighting yes. Mario Batista. Crazy. Jin Yu Fry versus Pollyanna Viana. Johnny Munoz Jr. versus Ludwig Shalinian. Jake Hadley. Trying to get that first UFC win against fellow go. Contender Series alum, 
And New Englander, Carlos Candelario. That should just be an absolute dogfight. And Ramona Pasquale back inside the octagon, taking on Tamaris Vidal, who I believe is making her UFC debut. Uh, yes, she is making her UFC debut. And I, I didn't even know this was happening. And I can't even see... She fought LFA-126 in her last fight. There we go. She's five, She's got wins over Martina Jindarova. Yeah, I didn't even know this. She has a lot... Her lone, US, her lone loss as a pro was to Carol Hosa in March of 2019. Hey, Tamaris Vidal, listen, uh, apologies if you don't know a lot about you, but hey, show, show, us, show us what we're missing. Show us what we're missing and, uh, and uh, put on a great performance next week. What a weird... By the way, we just tell people, it's going to be a weird... Uh, rankings cycle. We're in this time. There was a, there was a big gap between I think our last two rankings. Not so much this time. Now now you know we're we're going after every UFC pay per view. Um, so now there's a much shorter gap between 280 and 281. So uh, look to hear from our rankings panel soon. And I don't know how much we're gonna have to say, unless uh, I don't know. We see some titles change hands, but we'll talk about more about 281 later. Uh, Vegas 64 next week. Okay, I'm, I'm I'm intrigued, Mike. I'm intrigued. You give me a little bit of uh, you sold me on it a little bit. Yeah, this is, a, this is a good card. This is a deeper card than this past Saturday's, but we'll talk all about that from a matchmaking perspective next week on the program. We are done for Alexander Kaylee. I am Mike Heck. Always remember, don't take this stuff too seriously. MMA is supposed to be fun, and we'll have more fun next week following UFC Vegas 64 right here on On to the Next One, the podcast. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to the Future of Work, a Prop G Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Prop G Pod wherever you get your podcasts.